It's like horrible to get tattoos and piercings because it'll destroy your business look or anything like that. Um, but I see that you have, you know, your piercing. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, yeah. Can I? You could have earrings and and stuff, but like easy though. Like don't pierce your eyebrows, your lip, your nose. Says the one who got eyebrow. Hold piercings. on, wait, wait, wait. What'd you say? I don't Says have eyebrow piercings now. You would have never known that. He <laughs> said now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I had my, in college, I had an eyebrow piercing, tongue ring, you know, I was living that life, la vida loca. You know? <laughs> um, but not anymore. I mean, I have earrings in, but I take them off sometimes. It's just, you know, they, these were a gift that I got, and they're real, and they're really expensive. That's why I wear them. If they were like some fake shit, I'd be like, take them off. Like, they get crusty in the bathroom, but these are legit. So Ooh. I wear them. But, um, and I like to wear jewelry, too. Sometimes I wear, like, I think a guy should always have a nice watch. Yeah. I personally know some women, the first thing they look at is watch and shoes. Stacey, is this a nice watch? Where'd you get it? Guess. Walmart? Guess. I said Walmart. It's Guess. Like, the actual oh. place is called Guess. <laughs> That's a Guess watch? Guess watch. Uh, really you rusty. gotta buy, like, an expensive From, like, watch. Yeah. Guess watch is, like, $20. Okay, but, okay, but wait, now. It's like the Walmart special. Yeah. Okay, chill, 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 chill. Don't come at me like that. But, <laughs> mic. But, but here's the thing. The only reason why I never got, like, Expensive jewelry, jewel, I can't say that word. Jewelry? Jewelry. 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 There you go. Jewelry. The <laughs> reason why you will never get that is because isn't aren't the people that get that try to show off or something like that? Bro, have right? you seen Otto and Fanny's watches? No. Dang, you better look. No, uh, no. Fanny, when she was taking care of Mr. Fury's house, she got down on her hands and knees in sweatpants and a t-shirt to start cleaning that house. With ten thousand dollar earrings on and a woman's Rolex. Okay, wish to show me she though, because I don't. Woman's there's Rolex no way. On to clean the house. I was like, to me, blown away. And I had to ask her, I was like, is that a real watch? <laughs> she probably like smacking me in the face. But that was real. That's it. Doesn't meet the jewelry. Doesn't make the man a woman. Jewelry. That's a bad misconception. But hey. No, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. It's a good. It goes with your outfit. Yeah. Nice shoes and nice jewelry go a long way. But the piercings, I don't know, man. I, I, I low key, am a, am a, you know, old school, archaic is what yeah. people like to call me. And if I see someone, a client coming and they have all these piercings up here, 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 I'm gonna be like, oh. I used to wear a lot. I used to wear rings. I, I, I remember I when I met you. Yeah, I used to wear like in their each finger would have a ring. What a weirdo. How is that weird? That would I be thought, my own. When thing. I first met you, I was like, this kid loves hot topic. She definitely loves hot topic. I got my jewelry at the New Jersey pawn shop. What you mean? Why would you wear a ring in every finger? What are you, a green lantern? No, green, orange, and red. That's not what Green Lantern even did. But, anyways, I feel like everyone should have like their own heirloom. You know what I'm saying? Heirloom. That was your heirloom? Heirloom. Jewelry. Jewelry. I don't know, man. I don't think. I think presentation is important, but. Depends how much you care about that stuff. Dude, is there an item that you would think of and you just think of me? Tissues. Why tissues? Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all are coming from my life, bro. Why tissues? Um, a guitar. Yeah, guitar, I say guitar when I see you. When you say guitar? If I see Guido, I see like a, an Xbox control, although you play PlayStation. That's well, Xbox. well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It has to be something you wear, something that you, oh, something you, you always you have, you know? 
those fucking dirty glasses that I always give you white piece to, to perfect. clean. Perfect. Perfect. That's perfect. That's like that's, in a Walmart window. What about Stacy? What's something that you can always see? Like if some you see somebody wearing it, you think of her. I'm waiting. <laughs> I, I actually don't know. When I, I associate Stacy with a lot of other different things. So here's the thing. That's what I'm looking for. I need an heirloom that whoever sees it will think of me. Why? Yeah, why? I don't know. I think what it's does cool. That mean? To you. But that means you have to always wear this one unique item. It's okay, like Rey Mysterio thing. always wore his fucking He hat. also looked like a Spanish, like... Yeah, but he was a wrestler. Re- wrestler all okay, the time. Okay, well... You I'm mean looking you're looking for, for your signature look? Um, Saul has that uh, bracelet. He doesn't wear it all the time. He doesn't I wear it all the time. But it automatically... If, if, I, if I see the Scorpion King's bracelet, that's I think about him. That's because it's the size of his right jar. Away. I guess that's true. Um, I don't know. I don't know what what you're gonna what are you gonna get because you can only wear certain things certain rings you used yeah. to wear like a weird skull ring that's yeah true. i remember that's true with another like, that's big so one weird. y'all thought that was weird yeah i don't care about what you guys think though <laughs> no offense <laughs> um what about tattoos personally tattoos, i like tattoos it depends I want, how you wear it i want a yin yang on my hand is that cool or not I mean, I don't care what you guys think. I want Run that. all you guys, your ideas to us. You guys can see my face through this microphone. A yin yang. What? Why the yin yang tattoo? I just like the symbol. What does it mean to you? It means it has to symbolize something. It means get balance. Do you have balance? I think so. No, sir. No, sir. I think I do actually. Um, okay. What about you, Stacy? Me. What kind of tattoo would you get? I have two already. What tattoos do you have? I have a lily and two triangles. <laughs> you see, you know what I'm no, it's literally a lily for like purity, just being innocent in a time of chaos. You? Yes. That's crazy. I think I'm great. I, what about you? You have any tattoos? I have one on my butt. What does it say? George. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. You got any tattoos, George? I got three, yeah. One's a my fraternity thing. Sorority. One's a a ship, and then one's a honor to somebody. What is a ship for? Ship is to always keep sailing forward. Mm. So it's a symbol to no matter what life throws at you, always keep going forward. Okay, so like that's what my parents said about like tattoos and piercings, so like in the business field. But I don't know, you have them. What do you think about that? Like, if my parents were to say that, or anyone else, anyone else, like you know, well, people. it depends. I could wear clothes. I could. Uh, show up to a, a party with your parents and mm-hmm. cover my tattoos and take out my piercings and they may never even notice them. Yeah, but I'm talking about the business field. I could cover, I wear a suit and you would never know. I take the earrings out, you would never know. I have them in a place where it's okay, you can hide them. It's not like I have a tattoo on my hand. Same. It says kill everyone. <laughs> Do you think it's good, like, you know, someone who shows up showing the tattoos, showing the, ta- the piercings, is it good business or like just awful to even do that? Are you asking me to be honest or asking me to say yes? Yeah, no, no, no. You're asking me to honestly, be honest. Like, this honestly, is honesty. No, if I were to run a business, everyone would be clean cut. There would be uniform. There would be expectations of how you dress, what you wear, and character and conduct, everything. So you'd have like either a mobile realty uniform where you have like a little polo shirt like that. This is mobile realty for yeah. the guys. It'd be a nice polo shirts for the girls or like the business. Or, you know, and you have like a little uni. Yeah. So everybody looked the same and you didn't have to worry about that, you know? Uh, provided by the office, obviously, but 
I think something like that. Where you so cover that's it to you... the sleeves. If you want to get a tattoo, it's underneath this. It's not mm -hmm. like a crop top. Because then, you know, you get into that whole, like, oh, she's wearing this, she's wearing that, he's wearing this. Or, you know, you get into this whole thing of, of what are people wearing, why are they wearing them, you know? Is that how you should present yourself then? Um, yeah, but in the beginning, you know, I wore suits and stuff here, and Otto doesn't like that. He's like, you know, just... He's told me to wear suits, though. He told you to wear suits? Yeah. He told me not to wear a suit. So what are you trying to... What, 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 Maybe what... you have to learn to wear a suit because you're younger and I'm older and I'm used to wearing suits, so I need to dress down. That's pretty. Because that's my old job, I always wear a shirt and tie. I've lived in a shirt and tie. So if you came out of your body and looked at yourself, how would you judge yourself? Walking into this office, looking for a realtor, how would you judge yourself? Um... Based on what you just said. I wouldn't want to be seen in this outfit. But if I was going to be, if I was to present myself to a client, I would put on a, a polo and a throwover jacket or mm -hmm. a shirt and tie. I always meet my clients dressed up well. But customers walk in here all the time. To the chill looking. place, well, how I look like now, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I feel like I look casual. Not scumbag, but casual. And sometimes you have to leave to give a tour or see a client. I don't, so I, I wear I can I know I can get away with wearing this and not okay. see a client. But it's not like Guido can come and hang out and then he might have to go handle a transaction. He may be in front of clients, not me. The minute that I am in front of clients or I gotta do a presentation for like the people from New York, mm -hmm. I wore a suit to do a presentation for them for a half hour. Yeah. So it's just something I've been taught. But I don't know. How do, how do I look? Why would you ask me? It's your point of view. You leave your house looking like I feel like I look alright. You look great. Yeah. Does he look good enough to give a presentation though? Or should he suit up for what? a presentation? Presentation on what? Like Tuesday meeting presentations. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't dress up for Tuesday meeting presentations because to me, dressing up for a Tuesday meeting presentation means that I now get the, the ability to enforce Tuesday meeting rules that go along with George's presentation. Yeah. I'm going to take the time to dress up and put together a PowerPoint like I did today for three and a half hours. You are going to come in here, sit down, take notes, pay attention, not be on your phone, be on your computer, be talking, and just there would be enforcement of rules. But that's the fine line between a 1099 and this job or W-2, you know? Like I would, if, if this was my old job and presentation and you are, I'd be like, yo, pay attention. Take notes. This is for your job. This is your benefit. I already know it. This is for you. You know, but unfortunately, if I did that here, there would probably be emotions would be heard and the people wouldn't come back to the meeting. So this shows you that I don't really care. You come, you don't come. What was today's uh, subject? Emotional intelligence. So I'm 20. Yeah. And I have no idea how to even like start reading about it. I've tried. It doesn't stick in my head. I don't know what's wrong. How would you teach me that? Um, like a one-on-one one -on -one type deal, not like a meeting and me trying to follow along because I don't want to, you know, make the meeting last longer with too many questions that I have. So how would you teach me? Um, the best way to teach someone emotional intelligence who doesn't have any, let's say you, um, you had Asperger's and you didn't pick up on social cues, would be to carry a small journal with you or on your phone. I would tell you your assignment today is to identify five people that are showing an emotion and then write down why you think they're expressing that emotion before you ask them. So let's say you go, let's say you have a girlfriend. I'm just hypothetical. Okay. Let's say you leave here and you go to see your girlfriend 
and she appears outside on the stoop of her stair crying. So you're going to say, I identify her. She looks like she's sad and she's crying. And then you guess why. Try to just say guess why. And then when you go to her, you ask her, hey, what's got you so upset? And then listen to what she's saying and then try to understand why. She's upset because blah, blah, blah. And try to actually understand it. That leads to emotional intelligence. Here's what lack of emotional intelligence would be. Dating the girl and she's crying. I don't even address it. I'm like, hey, baby, you hungry? Come on, let's go get food. I completely ignored the fact that she's sitting outside crying and asked her to come with me to get food. See, that's emotional intelligence versus non-emotional intelligence. You, you didn't stop, address, identify it, address it, understand it, support it. You just kind of powered through it and did what you wanted to do. So I would, I would, I would ask you to go around your day and try to identify emotions. I think I have emotional intelligence confused. Because what I thought emotional intelligence was is when somebody infuriates you, you kind of take a deep breath in and don't react that second. It's more like your reaction that you, the way you react right now has a cause and effect. And that cause and effect will be way worse if you do it right now instead of breathing Taking a step back. And then, then reacting. That's what I thought emotional So that's not emotional intelligence. That's that what you're doing is emotional intelligence is being able to perceive, understand, and process emotions. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you're doing is you're putting it into practice. You're practicing emotional intelligence by identifying that this infuriated me. So I'll give you an example. You hate when I snatch shit out of your hands, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone on, on this, <laughs> Stacy's my assistant, and I love pissing her off throughout the day. It's like, it brings me joy. I feel frustrated and annoying her. And one of the things that Stacy hates is that whenever I tell her to do something and she doesn't do it, I don't yell at her or belittle her. What I try to do is snatch something from her desk, like an unnecessary piece of paper, and wrinkle it up really hard, and then throw it in the garbage. And she gets so mad. Okay, so when I snatch it, I crumple it up. I look at you and what do you do? You, you your eyes widen. You sit up straight and you take a deep breath in. That is, I'm a, I want to hit George, right? That is the moment where you are telling yourself, calm down. He's, and then whatever you might say, I don't know, but I'm going to guess with my emotional intelligence if you say, he's just joking, he's doing it on purpose, calm down, it's not no big deal, just laugh it off. And then you do eventually laugh it off. Yeah. After you, you give me a look, I give you a look like, kidding? We squash it. Mm -hmm. What you did there was practice emotional intelligence. If you didn't practice, if you didn't have any, I snatch it and then you like snatch something from my desk or you knock something over or you throw something in mine across the room, you exhibit anger. So there's a big difference. And the problem is like we said today, emotional intelligence is very important when you're dealing with clients because emotional intelligence is just a, honestly to keep it real, dark side, it's a way to manipulate people. Straight up. All psychology, and counseling is is manipulation. You come to me seeking help. My job is to manipulate you into believing whatever you're believing is not the right way to fix you or to help you reach that mindset on your own. But I'm manipulating the path in which you're taking to realize therapy and then accept it and achieve it. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I have a sister. She is the opposite of me. Instead of breathing, she will snap. She will 100% snap, but in her world, she thinks she's correct. How do you deal with people like that? 
in her world, she really thinks she is okay explaining to me that snapping is better than actually speaking. Toxicity. So toxic. So <laughs> let me just tell you that emotional intelligence isn't always offense. It's defense. So like if I know that if I say this to this person, it's going to get this reaction, you're expressing emotional intelligence by not saying those things to get that reaction, maybe saying something different to kind of tiptoe around that reaction. Now, people might say that's toxic, but it's like a woman that lives in the house with a, with a, a batterer. I know this is kind of dark, but you ever know a woman that's in an abusive relationship? Mm -hmm. She knows what things she can and can't say. What she could say that would, that would set off her abuser and the things that she can say. So sometimes in therapy, when we're trying to do like DV counseling, we try to tell her, look, if you know this is the reaction you're going to get, use your head. Use your emotional intelligence to try not to do that or try to get somewhere else in case that happens. Okay, so it's sometimes playing defense. So, but it's, it's, it's also exhausting. Emotional intelligence is hard because as I'm explaining this to you and I'm thinking in my life all the times that I use it, sometimes people that you're with in relationships or your friends, they don't give a shit. And then they don't practice it with you. And you start to feel resentful, like, damn, I take my time to make sure I react this way to make this person feel good, and then they don't care. Like, I see you and your sister when you interact, it's almost like you're fed up with her. Because you've tried, and she gives you the same response. All the time. And, like, recently I've, like, asked her, how would you like me to respond to you? And she's like, if you want me to do something, I have to state it as a we. Can we please clean our apartment? Can we please do? Can you? Can we please clean our rooms? Like I'm not the one that's messy. You know what I mean? But that sense of entitlement is uh, a trigger point. We call those landmines, relationship landmines, where if going down that path with her is only going to make her explode. So like you can't say you need to clean your room. That would set her off, right? Oh my God, you have no idea. Right. So you're using your EQ by saying, hey, what can I say to you? So you're expressing emotional intelligence by probing and asking. This is the social right, relationship that we went over. The mm -hmm. relationship asking when you're trying to interact with, with this person individually and say, what can I do to communicate with you better? And they give you the answer. So now in a, in a parallel universe, you walk into the house and you see the room is dirty. In the universe A, you're like, yo, clean your room, you fucking nasty ass. Get up mm -hmm. and clean. Fight. World War Three breaks out. You have no idea. In universe B, you already know, damn, if I say this, she's going to freak out. Hey, Tracy, do you think you and I can clean up a little bit together? And now she gets up and cleans. Everything is peaceful. Yeah. So in one universe, you expressed EQ. In the other, you didn't. You get it? I expressed my emotions in the other. Right. But it's not always good for you to express your emotions. Yeah, I've started to see that, sadly. It's, it, we live in a world, man, where we live in a world where you really can't be yourself. You can't. You can, technically, air quotes, but you're going to have a hard time. I used to be myself in school, and I got bullied 100%. I had my accent. I wore my African stuff in school. Kids were like, oh, where are you Panda from? Forever. Literally, all the time. It's like, oh, where are you from? Like, this is, I'm from here. It's like, oh, is your money bean? Do you speak other languages? Can you do the <laughs> clicking noise? Ah, <laughs> Like, that's all I ever heard. And then I suddenly adapt, like, I adapted to American culture. I have the American accent now. But around my family, I don't. 
you would never guess, but I get like Americanized, and that's okay. But it's not Americanized. This is the thing with emotional intelligence. We do it, and we don't even know we're doing it. And some asshole decided to study this. It's so obvious, and just put a label on it. Your Americanization is your survival mechanism. You basically learn to cope and survive with your environment by increasing your emotional awareness and saying, if I do this, people will react like this. So I need to do this to get this reaction from people. If I want them to like me, I need to do this. If I don't want them to like me, they, and then I do this. You put all those little things in your head and out came the equation of the new Stacy that you are now. Correct? Yes. So you, you have practiced emotional intelligence. So Kido, what I would say to you is, you need to first manage your own emotions. That's always step one. Here's emotional intelligence. For example, yesterday. What day is it? Tuesday. Yesterday. Monday. Monday. So when you didn't do the podcast at 10 o'clock, the first cue you got was frustration from me and probably some fear and anxiety from her when she was messaging you. And you didn't even see that. You just said, oh, we do it at 12.30. Then you came in and that, that lit me up. And now I'm like, okay, well, let's just do it. And then you were in your feelings and the podcast wasn't getting done. And you, didn't, you failed to recognize that on this side over here, there was frustration. There was a annoyance. fire going on back we, there. We were, yeah, we were delayed. We were not doing it on time. And I was getting annoyed because I have other stuff we need to do. But you were worried about your own world. So your EQ level was in the pits. Versus if I were in your shoes and I'd be like, damn, I can see this is frustrating. Let me try to get something together or plan something so we have at least a date set and we can recoup. But the lack of communication on both ends, well, on your end specifically, created a vacuum where people then just get frustrated and angry and that's where EQ is so important because as you get older and you develop and you become more professional it's not even more professional as you develop EQ you will automatically do these things that make you more professional does that make sense at the end of the day did this work out though right but I'm just rationalizing this is yeah, not EQ like, yeah. it only worked out when you were okay you know what I mean? It only worked out when I was like, I'm still, I'm still hurt, man. I'm still, but like, I, I think after reading a little bit, it's, it's one of those where I'm like, shit, I gotta get my shit together and not let my emotions affect my work, you know? Oh. So I think, you know, what time is it? Like, what, five? I wanted to get this done as soon as possible, but it, and if I could see that I could do it right now and having a good time with you guys and talking, let's get it done. You know, yesterday, man, I was so blocked out. I couldn't, I couldn't but even the, like. The problem with EQ is this. People who are sensitive to EQ around you are going to start to notice that Guido has no control of his emotions. So when he's in a bad mood, we just have to write him off. We can't approach him. We can't talk to him. We can't try to get him to work because he's going to be closed down. So then now the EQ response for me is that I need to avoid him. When he's in his mood, avoid him. And that is horrible for work. Yeah. Because you, your people that you work with shouldn't feel like they can't approach you because you're expressing sadness or frustration. Does that make sense? That, that was Stacy. Stacy. You did not want to see me. Oh man. At least with Stacy, when she's in a bad mood or something, she tells me. She comes in and she goes, "Hey, I'm having a really rough day." Yeah. And that tells me, okay, don't fuck with her too much. Don't be a smart ass. Just kind of work and just keep it going because I know she'll be quiet. She needs her space and room. It is what it is. Now, it's people should say, well, you should do that anyway. 
You're right, but this job is, Stacy and I deal with so many people's stuff that if we don't bounce it off each other and make light of the situation and laugh, it could get very nasty. Just stressful. I don't want to say toxic. Black cloud. Black cloud. Black cloud. So, you know, EQ is important, man. EQ will help you in your relationships with girls. Oh, yeah. It'll help you with relationships with your friends. It'll help you with relationships with your coworkers because you're basically looking at the other person and putting yourself in their shoes and guessing how they're feeling and and how they're going to feel if, if anything else goes on, you know? So that's what's really important. Yeah, like Otto said, I'm just, I just want to be a sponge and just learn, bring in all this information. Like, you know, I've, am I relatively young to feel like this though? Like, is it okay for me to feel like this? Like, or yeah. like I don't know, because sometimes I feel like, some some sides say you're too you're too young to be feeling like that. Oh, you you should be doing this by now, you know. So I do have this like I guess a low EQ, right? And it's like it's not low EQ. It's that man. You okay? Let me keep it clinically speaking. As a twenty year old, uh huh, that is not going to call. Are you going to call? Yeah, a community, no, nothing too That's crazy. Not yeah, yeah. I'm probably in trouble for saying that, but exactly. <laughs> That's not going to college. Is has adapted to an alternative road in life where they're going to work, build a career. So because you haven't gone through college, college is important not only because of obviously the, the whole thing where you need to get a degree, but you learn a lot of EQ in school because you're in, you're stuffed into a college with uh, 2,000 other people your age from different parts of the world, different ethnicities and races, and you have to all learn to coexist. There's a class of 50 of you, you have group projects, responsibilities, live in a dorm with 100 other guys, you learn relationships really yeah. quickly, right? Yeah. Really quickly. Oh I learned that shit. I was frightened the first day I reported this story. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. You know, so you know, you have to you have to always experience your emotions. Mm-hmm. But you can't let your emotions control. I'll give you an example. I broke up with someone, right? And it, it hurt my feelings. Hard. So what I needed to do was sit there and process it and say yes. The relationship's over. Yes, I played a part in it. Yes, it hurts. Feel that pain and then get through it. You can't take something in and not have a way to process it out. You yeah. can't just be like, oh, whatever. Because that whatever is you putting in a little box. It's called compartmentalization in psychology. You're taking something bad that happened to you, putting it in a little box, burying it in your brain. And you can't do that too often. Because if you do that too often, then the space gets too filled and it blows up. You know, so you need to be able to uh, to work that out. But what do you? What else do you feel you're lacking when it comes to interpersonal communication? Uh, I need better vocabulary. Is that a thing? You need to talk better. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, 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 you can go that? ahead and talk. And I'm doing the power training, man. The five week power training with Coach. James. Hoppa. <laughs> That's so, all I can do. What about man. listening to some audiobooks? I just I'm not interested in those. But if I have to to better myself in speaking and speaking to people and not, you know, tumbling over my words then that's what I have to do then. Sometimes it's not something you like. You see how nervous I get talking? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, if I just stare at you, you Yeah, you, if you stare at me, I'm just really... over my words. All right, you <laughs> It's fumbling over your words. But, like, sometimes you don't have to like something before you start it. I didn't like learning English. 
<laughs> I hated it. Like, you guys have like five words for one word. I did not and, like English. <laughs> and then like have, there's one word, had, ha, has, completely yeah. threw me off. You guys have past tense. We have one word for one thing. <laughs> I guess, you know, yeah, man, you can't not because, because you don't like something, you can't not do it. Not everything in the world you're going to automatically like and do. I can list on my hand things I like doing and trust me, half the shit I do, I don't like doing. I can but I have to do it. Nobody likes to work for money. You know, ask me what my perfect job would be. What will your perfect job be? My perfect job would be teaching as an adjunct in college. As a college professor. Teaching social work. Why? Because you're teaching to people that, number one, want to be there. Okay. Number one, have to be there. They have to pass. They're in a field where they're gonna, they're more receptive to what you're saying because they want to apply it. And in school, where people, you bounce ideas off each other. In I school, like when that. you have, a, when I used to be an adjunct and I taught a couple classes, they come back at you. You say something crazy or something wrong, they'll, a student will call you out. You know what I'm saying? And that mental judo is great to have that mental stimulation. Mm -hmm. Real estate is not a mentally stimulating job. This is a job of processes. And anybody who disagrees, can I, I, I would love to have a conversation. Real estate is a process. If you do steps one, two, three, four, five, over and over and over, and, and as many times as you can, like Otto says, it's a game of numbers. Numbers is processes. It's so simple. It's not like we're here discussing philosophy and writing policy, none of that shit. Today I got into a, a 40 minute discussion over how to get, how to pay a tenant, a client. How to, sorry, a client, how to pay one of the agents. Unnecessary. Do what you want to do in SA. You know, like there's a, there's a boss and there's a subordinate. If you want to do it this way, do it in this order, you know? There's no need to go back and forth and extend it and all that shit. No, it's not that kind of job, you know? So what do you think? Are you, are you going to try any of this stuff with your EQ or what? So first thing I was going to do, which I am doing, is that training. Because I, I, first class was yesterday with him. And he actually taught me so much. I'm actually like writing notes. And I barely ever write notes. But with him, I'm actually writing notes. And I'm actually like learning new words and how to even like speak to combat. So let's say you're a for sale by owner and you're telling me no. I'll just find a way to turn that no into a hole in the conversation, you know, and keep the ball rolling and keep going and going until I get to a final answer, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's what I'm learning with him. And like, yeah, I do gotta listen. I, I need to, I need to, I need to read more. I used to read, but now I haven't read in so long. It's been years, man. I haven't read in that, that, well, that really you must read? be. I don't know. That's, 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 it's just, I don't know. Shit is I'm stuck there. Audiobook. So audiobooks, 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 podcasts, podcasts. No, no podcasts. <laughs> podcasts suck. Podcasts. <laughs> audiobooks. <laughs> you know, this is about real estate. It's the same. It's the same topic all the time. What do I do to get listings? Call, text, tell people you're a realtor. There's no secret. Yeah. And the people that still don't do it, I don't. Tell, I don't know what to tell you. I think the people that are working here are not taking advantage of what you're doing. Like whole, 100%. I feel like you should have like your own five people team. Oh my God. And then just do your own thing. Go off. Go off, you know what I'm saying? 
Well, that's why, you know what? That's why I've been sleeping. I, I, I wanted to prove a point that you can stop and go, stop and go. So when yeah. I started, you know, Otto was like, yo, you're, you're capped at certain transactions. I said, fine, no problem. But then with, with all these cold calling, all the trainings and all this do as I say shit and I want to make sure that you prove it. Now I have hopefully four listings coming up. Yeah. And that shows people you can stop, you can go, you can stop. stop and, go. and that was my system. Get three, four listings, close them. Take chill, chill out, chill, do three or four listings. Stop, chill, and then you're still making a yeah. hundred grand a year. Why do you need to sell thirty-five houses a month? Bro, no way. I, need to do that. <laughs> I have a certain lifestyle, and that's it. Now, if I had a team, and then get them, you know, to just keep going, because then I'm only me, so I don't care if I can chill for a month. But if I have a team, get them three or four listings, mm. three or four listings, three or four listings, and then rotate, and then kind of goes on autopilot, bro. Before piece. before we ended though. Just think about this. Just think about it. And then give me your answer. Okay. You leave. Yeah. You do your own thing. You get five people. You yeah. go somewhere else. No one knows where you are. You know, it could be in a hole. It could be anywhere. And you just stick to what you're doing. And obviously, it's been working. Yeah. You, but you've, you're, you're living proof that it's working. Yeah. Um, you do that. You let everyone off for, like, let's say, a month or three. What do you think is going to happen to mobile the moment you leave and stop helping? Even though they never even did it, right? But imagine no support at all. Oh, well, I think, no, I think mobile will still keep functioning. Push, push. I think mobile will still keep functioning. Someone else would step in and, and maintain the momentum, you know, the trainings and the 28 agents and, and all that stuff, you know. So I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be that different. I think if I left, though, there would be, I wouldn't go anywhere. I mean, if I had a team of five people, we would just be in our own little we would use the green screen, we would use the thing, just make it more methodical. But it's hard yeah. to get 28 people to buy into something because they're all on their own little island. True, true. You know, but we'll see, man. Hopefully more people, look, this cold calling call is, is going to work out. And when they start getting listings and people start showing up, that's when this is going to go from 5 to 10 to 15 to other people and other teams. Funny and one. Say, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, man. Alright, some people just got here, so we gotta end it now. So I'll see you. Yeah, come to our meetup next Tuesday. Wait, wait, when's the meetup? Meetups are Tuesday from five to seven. Yeah, and when's the social? Five to seven. Meetup. No, the other, the other thing. Yeah, there's, there's, there's another event. Ah, uh, we don't know yet. Okay. Cancel it. Right. Cheers. Yeah.